Cinema. Welcome back to Horrible Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's going on, everybody? And this time, I gave you Parasite. Parasite, man. Yep. You know, these are the kind of movies, bro, that, like, when you give them to me, like, not only did I not hate it, but, like, I enjoyed watching it. It was a good, you know, it's like you said uh, with City of God. It's so well made and, and, and so keeps your interest that you don't even really care about the subtitles. You're just, you're just going with it. Right. And uh, I was really surprised at, like, how much Korean kind of sounded like English in some... Some aspects, yeah. yeah. like, you know, not, like, obviously long conversations, but, like, little an- like little answers and shit like that, like... um, Well, yeah. Language is very borrowed off of each other, and English is just a mishmash of other languages, so it, we like, borrow a lot from other... Isn't everything kind of like a breakdown from Latin or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what... But, uh, anyways, Parasite... Uh, I'm going to tell you, dude, I didn't watch a fucking trailer. I didn't read a single sentence on the box. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. I went in completely fucking blind. And thinking of the name of it, dude, Mm -hmm. and you look at the cover of the DVD, shows all four of the family members with lines over their eyes like you're not supposed to know who they are. So I'm like, already, I'm like, all right, cool, all right. So it's like a horror movie, like a Korean horror movie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, too, before I watched it. And let me tell you something, man. It um, is nowhere near that. (laughs) Um, before, I enjoyed it so much, I watched the fucking director commentary afterwards. Holy shit. Yeah, man. I listened to a dude speak Korean for another fucking hour <laughs> and listened to a dude from Australia fucking ask him questions. That's awesome. Yeah, because this director is one of my favorite directors right now. I accidentally like fell into his movies. Bong Joon-ho. This movie couldn't have not, it couldn't have, it, I don't think it could have cost that much to make, honestly. Oh. They had one dope ass house they had to rent. 11 million and that's not a real house. Every single aspect of this movie is a set piece. Oh. Every, even the street, it's wow. all a set piece. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. So many layers, dude. So many layers. Probably one of the deepest fucking movies I've watched lately, like, as far as, like, what they're, like, trying to say and, you know, the message involved, because it's very clear, like, what, what he was going for with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, rich people think that they're better than everybody, and everybody else is just scraping by, like, like cockroaches. Like, the symbolism and the metaphors, like, constantly. And, like, it was one of those things. I like to say that I'm not a fucking idiot, and that's why I picked up on them. But the truth is, all these fucking movies you've given me, I have to sometimes, you know, like, I have to kind of like, all right, Nick. You know, I talk myself through them. Right. You know? Because I want to make sure I get it. Right. That's the reason I love this film is because it's so like straightforward, but it does have those layers. Like yeah. you can start to pick it apart, but you can also see the surface level what he's trying to say. And like, it's just so it captures everybody's essence. Uh, and that's kind of like a fucking douchebag answer. But like, I just felt like every character was a real person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how well. And like, I only recognize like one person from this movie. The uh, the dad, right? Exactly. The, yeah, because uh, he's like fucking yeah, he's Robert actually, De Niro in yeah, Korea. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it was fucking fantastic, dude. Like, I want to go. It's a family of four: right. mom and dad, and a son and a daughter. And the, the the son is like eighteen, nineteen, right? And the daughter is like about to be an adult. She's like sixteen, seventeen around there. And the mom and dad, they're, uh, they had jobs. Like the, the dad was a driver, like a truck driver and shit for a while. Or maybe it was a bus driver. Some, he was some type of. Some, something where he was in a, in a truck every day. Right. And he knew the roads real well from, from doing it for so long before he got laid off or hurt. But they also did. They also had um, a Pizza chicken. Fold. No, no, no. A, chick, a chicken, like fried chicken place. Because apparently in Korea, there was a time where ch- fried chicken was like the thing to do. 
because you could get a loan so easily. So everyone started getting loans and everybody was opening up fried chicken places. Oh, that's right. Because he had so many failed businesses he was talking about. Exactly. Right. And then after that, they had some cake shop because that was like a another, another wave. Yeah. Right. And both those businesses fail. That's kind of why they're where they are, because you if know. you ever think you live in a shithole in your life, watch this fucking movie. I would right. tell you that you were living like a sultan mm-hmm. because these people were living literally below the poverty line. Right. They're living they're, below the toilet. It was like a fucking sewer. Yeah. They were living in pretty much. They called it a sub basement apartment, but like, yeah, because back then they or back in the day. They used it just in case North Korea did attacks. They had those basements that they could hide in, mm-hmm. but then they were never used. And then they didn't want to use it because they were so un like not sustainable for human life. But then eventually they just like let people live down there. So well, cause you know, population. And exactly. Else, you know, economy goes down. Right. Constantly preparing for a war that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. I bet it is rough living over there, man. My heart goes out to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so both, it's on both sides, obviously. Right. So it's with these four families. They're living way right. under the poverty line or yeah. actually this is pretty like normal living there. Yeah, that's the vibe you get because it's not just them. It's literally like tons of people living like this. Yeah, they're working class. Right. Which over there. But that's what I'm trying to say is like their working class to us would be like almost homeless. Right. Um. Anyways, they don't have Wi-Fi. They have to set, They have to steal the neighbor lady up, upstairs Wi-Fi. And I thought that was a really good bonding moment to show you how close the family was. Right. The dad's I- just trying to pretend like he's still sleeping. The dad's kind of like a lazy con artist type of dude. He's a, he's always got like an angle. He's always got this plan. You know? Yeah, that's what he said. Like, What's your plan? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I love that, that you brought up the Wi-Fi because it ties into like the title of the movie. Yeah. They're, they have to be parasites on like certain things. Well, I just like not only that, but just how they just slowly latched onto these people's lives, man. How they literally were like a parasite. They just like literally infested these people's lives. <laughs> slowly kind of manipulated the shit out of them well how'd they do that let's get into it yeah yeah i mean obviously like, i don't want to seem like i'm beating around but i wanted to set it up because yeah, yeah. that's how like good the, and i love the first 20 minutes of it, man like you you're rooting for this family like man, i hope something works out for these fucking people mm-hmm. so the son's best friend shows up and he's like a hot shot he's going to college in america or some shit like that Oh, he's going to college. Yeah, it doesn't really say, but I guess he knows English very well because he's either been to America or whatever. He knows English. He teaches this rich family's kid um, English. And uh, the son was a smart kid, but, you know, they're poor, so he couldn't afford college. So he's just kind of hanging out, doing little jobs here and there to uh, make Yeah, they're folding pizza boxes and shit like that. Yeah, literally. And then he literally, like, he talks to the lady that sells the pizza boxes that... um, he wants to like you know be a cook or whatever. And he's well, he to wants to help. Him. He wants to work with her part time if they have anything. Right, and uh, he's supposed to go whatever he's doing that. But then his friend comes to see them and they're drinking and they're. He's like, he's like, man, I miss you, man. And he's like, he's like, miss me? What do you miss about me, man? He's like, you see where I'm at? Like mm-hmm. this place sucks. Like, but I wanted to touch on the pizza box thing real quick because they're folding these pizza boxes for a company that doesn't. That's not in Korea. <laughs> that's what I figured. Well, I was going to say that they, the the people that are taking the pizza boxes are paying them for this. Right. And they're even telling them that they have shoddy work. It's like, you can't even fold a pizza box right. You wonder why you're living in the fucking slums. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But I was just thinking about like, well, how lazy it would be anyways to outsource pizza boxes. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's just work. You got to pay somebody somehow and it's cheaper to pay like 
somebody do a bunch of pizza boxes instead of hiring somebody to do that on like an hourly basis. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that's not the only thing they're doing on the clock. Fair. I mean, I wouldn't have them just doing that. Yeah. Yeah, Toby, that's all you do all day. Just fold the pizza. When I delivered pizzas, <laughs> if I wasn't delivering a pizza, I was folding pizza boxes. Dude, they got that guy from Domino's that's like a world fucking record holder. It's the greatest commercial ever. That right. folds like 20 just in the five second spot. Made me feel like a piece of shit. I bet he did, dude. Like, I was like, yo, this guy is undefeated in pizza boxes. So a weird thing to like brag about. He probably yeah, doesn't fold. have fingertips, bro. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like fingerprints just from the constant paper cuts. He probably doesn't even feel them it's shit just, anymore. It's almost, it feels like leather gloves and it's just his hands. Can't get a woman because they're like, oh my god, you have fucking battery acid on your hands. <laughs> Are you stabbing me? I'm just trying to rub your back. Folded You're like, rubbing the skin off of my body with your hands. I folded like 10,000 boxes today. Leave me alone, shit. Right. What have you done with your life? <laughs> Anyways, off the fucking pizza box. Anyways, the, uh, He gets with his friend. They're drinking. and his, he's The friend's name is Ben. And men's got his shit together, and uh, the family is just completely enamored by men. The daughter, the yeah, the sister wants to like kind of date him. You can tell she's had like a crush on him because they've been friends since they were kids. Mm-hmm. The mom's like, you know, that kid's really got his shit together. You know, he's such a good boy. And the dad's like, always like fucking stands up to shake his hand, like you're gonna be something. You need to be more like him, like you know, <laughs> right. shit like that. Classic family shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, uh, he's only got really needed, man. And I had a gift for you. He brings him this like rock that his grandfather stole from somebody. And he's like, supposed to bring you good fortune if you like keep it in your house or whatever. Right. And the, like the mom and dad are just like, holy shit, you know, like we're going to use. Well, this. the dad was like, holy shit. Oh, the yeah. mom was like, you know, food would have been better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like a, I'm guessing like a ex pro track and field star. She, she like, she has a medal and like a picture of her swinging a, you know, ball with like a rope and shit. I forget what it is, but like, well, yeah, some sort, some type of like Olympics back in the day. Right. Well, because it shows that they were successful at one time. Right. But like, they didn't just grow up in poverty; they fell into poverty. Right. So yeah, that's a nice little touch. He adds nice little like hints in this movie. It's like I said, like obviously I knew it wasn't this guy's first movie he had made, but I was just like, man, I can see why this bitch won three Academy Awards or however many it was. Because like, um, the year it came out, it fucking swept, I remember. like it, it did a lot of wins. I The first movie I saw of his was Snowpiercer. It was a complete accident. I saw it at Walmart. I was like, this looks fucking cool. Read the back of the box, and I'm like, I'm definitely buying this. Brought it home, watched it, fucking loved it. And then uh, people went and shut up about Parasite. So I was like, well, let me check it out. People won't stop talking about it. So I watched Parasite. Realized it was the same director that did Snowpiercer. I was like, holy shit. And then that movie, The Host, that you talked about on your collector, mm. that's another one that I bought and I watched. I loved it, too. And I'm like, damn, this guy's becoming like my favorite director. There's a couple more in the tank that I want to watch that now I haven't I don't, seen. Now I don't completely want to like like hate watching The Host. Like, yeah. It might actually be good now. Yeah. Is it like a horror movie? Yeah, it sounds like another one. It's more like a creature feature. Oh, okay. Yeah, fuck it. It's worth a watch now. Oh, yeah, because we're going to watch. My plan is to watch Snowpiercer next, and then we'll do The Host. Kind of I like was a, really interested in Snowpiercer when you explained the setup of that to me. It's almost like this movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Same concept okay. about class and everything. Okay. But, uh. Anyways, so they come see Ben and he says, Hey, you should tutor this rich kid. I'm about to go away. You should, you know, and just keep an eye on her, take care of her. And he's like, Oh, you like her. And he's like, I'm going to ask her out properly when she's old enough. You know, mm-hmm. like, obviously, she's still young. 
and uh, I can trust you with her because I know you're a good guy and you're my friend. You're like my best friend. So he goes for this interview and he like pretends to be in college. He's like, do I have to pretend I'm in college? He's like, just fucking lie. He's like, you want the money or not? Like, I'm trying to do you a favor. Don't be a cock about it. Right. And his bro- his sister is good at graphic design. So she does a mock up of a college degree. <laughs> yeah. It makes it look like, you yeah. know, he's like some hot shot. Make you it know. till you make it. Right. So he goes, he gets the job. Oh, and he tells him, he goes, the mother, you'll love her. He's like sweetest woman ever. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of simple. Yeah. Right. He's like, she's not the money. The dad's the money. <laughs> you know, he's like, she's just the hot trophy wife. And you just got to, if she loves you, you can get anything you want. So he goes for the interview, of course, wows the shit out of her and uh, goes up to see the daughter. And then I kind of knew it was coming, but like, you know, of course they start kind of falling for each other a little mm-hmm. bit. So then they have a son too. And he's a little, the the rich family has a, a, a teenage daughter and then they have a young son. He's probably about four or five, six, somewhere like that. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And he's just like a wild kid. And like they say, he's got like ADD and he's an he's an expression artist and he's like five. <laughs> and like the mom is like, you can tell which kids are favorite. And he's obsessed with uh, Cowboys and Indi- well, just well, Indians. Well, just the Indians, yeah. Yeah. which I think is kind of a brilliant thing to throw in this movie. But I'll get I'll, I'll touch on that later. Because uh, Indians got treated like shit. The Europeans came over and settled in America and were like parasites to the Indians and took over their their uh, land. And that's kind of what this family tries to do to this family. It was pretty good. You know what I probably didn't connect it was the fact that it was one Korean family doing it to another Korean family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is a good that is a good little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I didn't catch it for. the first time around. I just you know it was a whatever. But the second time around, I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. That's brilliant. I feel like I've seen the dad in something too. Yeah, he does. See, he Park does or whatever. I think it's his name, wasn't it? I don't remember, it's but he Park. seems familiar. Yeah, which I thought was really weird. Like, why is your last name Park? You're Korean. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a normal thing. I don't know. Uh, anyways, and you know what was really cool? I don't know why I like this so much, but like every time the dad, Mr. Park, would get home, they had three dogs, three different kinds of dogs, very pampered, you know, like expensive dogs. And them dogs followed him around like like he had bacon in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Like they sat when he spoke. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Like my dog all does lick its ass and eat its sleeping shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I'm sure they had the money to like train them, like properly train them. Well, the mom would carry the one or the Pomeranian. She just carried the Pomeranian around like a handbag. That's true. Yeah, that's and that's then, what you do with a Pomeranian. It's not a real dog. It's <laughs> and then it looked like they had like some super expensive fucking beagle or something like that. And then mm-hmm. they had like a poodle, I think. Yeah, a poodle, something like that. Yeah, just three frifty ass dogs. But right. it was just so funny how they just like hung on his on his ankles. Every time he stepped into the house, that's and the, true. Yeah. And the maid would take his fucking shoes or his coat and all that. And, you know, <laughs> and the wife's like, you know, it was just like what you expect a fucking king to come home to a castle, you know? Right. Me and you will never know how that feels. No. But I'm just kidding. Our wives take pretty good care of us. Yeah, but I'm but, not going to drive a Rolls Royce anytime soon. Is that what he had? I don't know. No, no he, had a, he had a, he had a Mercedes, Mercedes. but. That's what I've been thinking lately. Like, I've been watching a lot of car videos, and I see Rolls Royce, and I'm like, I'll never own a Rolls Royce. Don't say that ever, ever, bro. I mean, we could we probably. Could take off, I could bro. might rent one. If we get, like, big-time money, bro, like like first-round pick money, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll buy you a fucking Phantom, dude. I'm going to get myself one, too. But, like, I'll get <laughs> Magic <you a> Phantom. Phantoms. <laughs> fucking A, dude. 
Instead of the Rolls Royce emblem comes up, yours will be a fucking GD and mine will be a fucking P PTC on that. I think you gotta have the spirit of ecstasy. I think it's against Rolls Royces. I mean, I don't think. I mean, all of them are custom. But I'll write it on the fucking seats. Something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Something to make them ours. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, bro, we could just race our Rolls Royces in the back seat because you can't drive your own Rolls Royce. It's like we'll a have our old drivers. You to have dri- to, to race us. Yeah. You can't drive your own Rolls Royce. Poor people do that, dude. Right. Did you see Justin Bieber's Rolls Royce that he like remodeled with West Coast? I'm sure it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ugly and I hate it. And those Maybox are fucking nice too, man. Like, I know. I actually fall in love with those. I watched one video of uh, um, my back and I was like, that is what I want. The man, back seat looks like straight luxury. Dude, it reclines like a fucking lazy boy. Dude. Yeah. And it's like made out of baby seals or something. It's amazing. <laughs> like... There's a reason those cars are half a million dollars. Well, they're starting to come down in price. It's just a matter if they break, you you can't afford to fix them because it costs the amount of a regular car to fix whatever. It's breaks. like a year salary for oil change. Right. But yeah, dude, if we hit it big, bro, I'll, I'll buy you a Phantom, dude. All right, I'll hold you through that. So yeah, I, but I have to think like how much because I know this guy's in the one percent, but I think he's in like the one percent of the one percent. Well, I mean, I would imagine that his dollar goes harder in Korea. Yeah. You know maybe. What I mean, cause like, that's what I got the vibe off of is like over there. They were like the elite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't seem like they mixed with, you know, people of a lower class very often. What I like though, is how it, the, the, the class mm-hmm. differential kind of mirrors America too. Cause it's kind of like that over here. Oh, I picked up on that uh, yeah. a lot. Cause like, I felt like this was kind of his way of saying that like, you know, y'all bag on America a lot, but like we do this shit too. Everybody does. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think that's, that's the one good thing about the movie is you can relate to it. Even, even though it's a Korean film, a lot, a lot of Korean stuff in here, you still relate to it on like a personal level. I like, I kind of like movies like this, like when they're really well made mm-hmm. and you learn about another culture. Because I'm going to lie, I didn't know shit about Korea. Right, and he drops so many Korean, like, hints in here. Like, um, whenever they're drinking that beverage Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie, it's a very, very, like, the cheapest thing you can buy in Korea. Right. By the end of the movie, they're drinking, like, the high-class drinks. Yeah, whatever those And, like, we wouldn't have known that. The only reason I I picked up on that is because of people talking about it that are from Korea. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so the brother gets the job. He gets the the sister a job as an art expressionist therapist it's like a made-up thing but like right sell her that but she like, sells it so hard and- oh it's great <laughs> she's like i want to sit on your in on your uh first time and she's like you have to leave mm-hmm. leave now leave now like she says it until she goes a lot of great humor in this movie man oh yeah i will say that this is by far one of the funniest movies that i just completely got fucking just ridiculously shocked mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes of this movie bro threw me for a fucking loop right a good loop yeah but i didn't see it going that far yeah exactly you it's kind of I mean? like where is this going like how is this gonna end and it's like whoa i didn't it was, know it was gonna go that far it was insane man like i will say this uh i don't i it didn't feel all the, t- the two hours and 12 minutes of it but like there was a little bit of stuff that i felt kind of ran a little bit you know you didn't you didn't have to have it but yeah but it let it breathe it, a little yeah it was still a great watch and mm-hmm. i would definitely watch it again yeah. like you know what i mean but uh yeah i, I just love the story man and like little by little these this family just starts invading this people's lives like parasites like you said mm-hmm. 
Then they get the dad on as the driver. The daughter, on her way home from getting her job, takes her drawers off in the back seat of this Mercedes Mm -hmm. and leaves it just under enough the seat that only the person sitting where she was would see them. Right. And the driver's a younger, good-looking guy. And uh, the dad, which I thought originally they were going to try to get the dad out of there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Yeah, but, like frame him for like cheating on the wife or right, something. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what's yeah. their angle on this? You know, mm-hmm. but it turns out like the dad's like a fucking, like he loves his wife. Like, and uh, we'll call it love. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Well, that's what he oh, says yeah, in he the does movie. Say that. Yeah, he really <laughs> He's like, does. we'll call it love. He really does. Well, you can tell this dude's like a real ass. Like, he's well, it's him. more so like I think when you reach a level of success, really your marriage is more so a symbol than it is like yeah, anything just to show your just one more thing. Right, you can't get a divorce because then it makes it looks bad on you. Right, so you kind of get like and that, and she'll take you to the fucking cleaners. Exactly. Right. Yeah. He keeps her happy. Yeah. But um, so the dad gets or uh, you know the the yeah Mr. Park. Takes the draws into his wife, and he's like, "You ain't gonna believe what our driver did in our car." Mm-hmm. And he shows him this, and he's like, "In the back seat where I sit, probably got just probably got you know whatever all over my seats." And yeah, like I'm gonna have to get the car deep cleaned. He's like, "Fire him! Don't don't make it ugly, but just like find a way to." Well, get don't him. tell him about the panties or anything. Right. Just do it. Just, just get rid of just him. get rid of him. Which like worked out fucking perfectly for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, the daughter's listening. And text the dad and all that shit. And the dad, of course, like, knew exactly what to do, what to say. And because he, from his prior job of driving, he knew all the roads. So it looked like he was a real driver. Right. Then they get down to the maid. <laughs> because when they first get there, the maid's running shit. Yeah. She lived there before that, that right. family lived there. Some famous architecture artist type built this house. And it's like this magnificent, like, it, it is. Like, it does on when you watch the movie. I was going to say, if this was a it's, real fucking house, it's the dopest house I've ever seen in my well, life. Well, it's a very Western design. Like, it's a very R um, design of uh, houses that are luxurious in, you know, America and stuff like that. Which I thought fantastic. was interesting. Because it's all about windows and sharp oh, edges, sharp corners. Views, the fucking yard, dude. Like, right. I would live out there. It looked amazing. Oh, it's a beautiful. The aspect ratio of the window out to the backyard is the same ratio as a theater. Whatever that whatever that room was, they called it, like the den or the sunroom or whatever it was, like I would have literally spent 20 hours a day in there. Like it just mm-hmm. looked fantastic. Um while we're talking about architecture, did you pick up on the stairs? Yeah, they're stairs always, are a metaphor. When I watched the uh when I watched the director thing, mm-hmm. he answered that question. He goes, uh, okay. the stairs played a big part in it for him. Yep. It's always these people are going up in class, down in class. You mm-hmm. know, they're, thought that was a nice little like yeah, you put it sense. in there, but you don't have to say it. Right. And uh like I said, this movie is very deep. It is. Very deep. A lot of lot of metaphors, a lot of symbolism. Um and I don't think any of it was wasted. I don't think any of it like uh was lost on me or anything for the most part. Like I said, I felt like I had a really good grip on it. Yeah, that well that's the one thing I love about this movie is I do love art house movies that make you think. But I also love those movies that are kind of like it's trying to say what it needs to say without beating you over the head with it. And I think this movie does it perfectly. Like I heard Mother, the Darren Aronofsky film, is like him beating you over the head with the religion. And it kind of like ruins the movie. 
This one is talking about class, but it's not beating you over the head with it. It's just presenting you with these scenarios. That's kind of a weird comparison because it's like Aronofsky's a terrible fucking director. Wow. This guy, you always have to go there. And this guy has fucking talent. Uh, they both have talent in their own way. Uh, how many, uh, how many uh, Oscars has Aronofsky won? Shut up. None. This guy is uh, okay. uh, <coughs> wrestler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got lucky with that one. Fucking make uh, definitely uh, Rooney's. Early. Oh, speaking of, I watched definitely the, Mickey Rourke's best fucking movie ever. I was watching the WTF happen to Mickey Rourke, dude. That guy had a crazy career, dude. Who just decides to like start fucking boxing, bro? In the middle of his fucking acting career, dude. It was like, I mean, I don't ever remember. Like, even looking back on it, I don't remember like one movie that was just like, holy shit, that was a great Mickey Rourke movie. Yeah, everyone talks about like Mickey Rourke, and I was like, he was, like I such don't. Coming guy, and I'm like, what fucking movie was he in that everybody loves so fucking much? Like, exactly, yeah. Because only movies I can think of is now that he's all old and fucking plastic surgeoned up. You know what I mean? And I don't think he's a bad actor. Well, back I, in the day, apparently he only did like art house movies. Like he didn't want to be the big handsome, you know, star, and that's why he went back to boxing. Well, they say that he went back to boxing to literally fuck up his face so he could get rid of the pretty boy because he actually was a handsome dude. Have you ever seen him when he was younger? I, I mean, I saw pictures of him and stuff and like, you know, little video clips and stuff, but I didn't think he was like, it wasn't like he was Brad Pitt before. Well, yeah, but he was I mean? still like, he was know. a better looking guy for sure. But right. I mean, how much of that is from the boxing and how much is that from the fucking surgery? They, cause he got plastic surgery in like the heyday of fucking bot shit. Mm -hmm. like Michael Jackson era. Yeah. Like, but I'm with you. 90s. Like I was with you. Like what Mickey Rourke movie besides like Sin City the wrestler and you know you that know. Manny Pacquiao's manager Freddie Roach that's the only reason that guy has a fucking career is because of Mickey Rourke he's the only boxer that gave Freddie Roach a chance because mm. Freddie Roach has a oh what's it called AC uh, a ALS or something like that yeah sounds right cerebral palsy he's one of the two and uh yeah like he gave him a shot and like trained him and then like off of that got with like more like better boxers and mm -hmm. but Mickey Rourke opened a lot of doors for him and he even said that he goes he goes when somebody told me that Mickey Rourke wanted to be a boxer I laughed in their face and they were like Freddie the guy's got money for you <laughs> you gotta tell you but anyways a little fun fact for you yeah 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 had nothing to do with this movie right <laughs> well that's what we do we go off on little tangents right but to get back to the path uh so anyways the the maid is like running shit when they get there she and the kid the she little is boy, the head of the household <laughs> and you just think it's like she's just raised this kid that's why they're so close because like the mother's just like oh it's time for a snack uh so and so get the snack and get this and get that well like, and it shows the maid waking her up from like a some kind of slumber like mm -hmm. she you know either drinking too much or taking pills or something so right. the, the mom's not all there so the maid is left to take care of the kids well later on in the movie it's great tie-in like it, it all pulls together at the end so fucking great but mm -hmm. uh but anyway she's she's like the the head bitch in charge in right. that house and the dad loves her and she can cook and she can clean and she's like the best person i the thought it was pretty brilliant how they like swindled to get her out that was that was fucking evil genius. They could have fucking killed her. <laughs> I felt so bad for that poor woman. Right? She didn't do shit. She was just a fucking maid. I mean, you know, Dude, we'll talk about her husband. But... Even still, bro. Yeah. I felt so bad for those fucking people, man. Old boy lost his fucking mind. Anyways, we'll get to it. But You know uh, what's crazy, though? It's like, the one thing that I liked about this movie is you 
fall in love with his family. Like you feel sorry for them. And by the end of it, you fucking hate them. Yeah, like, you realize they're like, a you fucking deserve it, dude. You're ruining everyone's life that you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was like brilliant. How you like well, like fall- a parasite? They killed the fucking host. Like they killed the body. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? You fucking ruined whatever it was you latched onto. Right. You sucked the life out of them. Real deal. But uh. So what do they do to get rid of the maid? She's like deathly allergic to peaches. <laughs> so they take peach fuzz and they're like, just the right amount of peach fuzz will fuck her up so bad that you'll be able to make it seem like she's really sick. Like and she has leukemia. Sick. No, they try to make it seem like she has uh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, that's right. I guess yeah. that's like a big deal over there. Like people get TB all the time. Well, it was back in the day and then it kind of died off. That's why the wife was like, do people even get that anymore? <laughs> He's like, would you take that chance? <laughs> right. And then they have the daughter on her way out from her lesson, and they're all choreographed, and they're all like, it's like Ocean's Eleven. Korea. Evil geniuses, yeah. Dude, it's so crazy, because like, at first they just seem like this hardworking, struggling family, and you're just like, y'all motherfuckers are some con men. You know what I was thinking, though, is like, if you put this much effort into like doing Working an actual and, like, business, career, yeah. you would be fucking famous. Y'all already be in this house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, they keep sprinkling the the peach fuzz on her making her think she has tuberculosis and finally the mom like says hey, you gotta go and that's when they swoop in and bring the mom in and now the whole family works for this family yeah and it's hilarious and they <clears throat> never have to worry about being seen together because they live in a shithole and this people would never go down there nice little tidbit is um at the beginning of the movie you see the dad eating like breadcrumbs literally he's eating breadcrumbs and then like they slowly their food choices get better. Like they go to a truck stop, get like a little bit better food. And then they actually go out to the pizza that they were making pizza boxes for. And, and they're get a making pizza. them serve them. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Another she throws pizza. the pizza down. Yeah. <laughs> she's all pissed off because they're doing well. <laughs> and they're drinking beer and they get their phones turned on. Cause like I said, the first half of the movie, you're like, wow, man, like, yeah, it's, they're kind of, but they're rich. So they're like, they're not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. Are they swindling them a little bit? I mean, they're doing, they're doing the jobs. I'm assuming. Exactly. Like, like she might not be a therapist, but I'm sure she's helping the kid in some way. She's keeping them out of the fucking mom's hair, which is the only goal for them. You know? Right. And the guy, the kid is actually a good, like, he's actually smart and can, you know, actually teach this girl some English. And the guy used to be, the dad used to be a driver. So he's actually being a driver. And the mom's actually cleaning and shit and cooking. And, right. And so I didn't feel like they were like they may have got the jobs in a like very dishonest way, but they're doing the job. So it's kind of right. Mm. They're faking it. Like you said, they're faking it until they make it. it right. You know. And then the family decides to go on a camping trip. And like now it's vacation time. They immediately move into the house, start drinking all their food or drinking all their liquor eating all their food, just chilling in their beds and, you know, yeah. the, 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 the sisters in the hot tub and <laughs> they're just living it up. And then it looks like they've, they're in heaven for like about 12 hours. <laughs> um, nice little tidbit is the daughter was eating some like beef jerky mm. and then like oh, at the treat. end of the top, uh, near the end, she's like, these are fucking dog treats. But she was eating them because the dog treats are just as good as anything she's had as like, you know, normal food. Yeah. I just thought it was a nice little tidbit. Like their dogs eat better than these people at their worst. Dude, when she was explaining all the different foods that each dog had and the mom's just looking at her like, are you fucking insane? Like, it's sad that you got to be like that though. Cause we have to do that with our dog. We have to buy him like special food. Or oh, else see, he, he like... wouldn't be my dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need a dog with low maintenance. Like, right. put the fucking dry food in the bowl. They eat it, drink water out of the toilet, and shit outside. That's all I need. My dog can't have anything with chicken in it, or he starts to break out in hives, and will like itch himself to death. Oh, that motherfucker out of here! <laughs> <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell. Let me tell you. Ninety nine percent of dog food has fucking chicken in it. Right. It is so hard to find dog food without chicken in it. Fucking hooves and and, and beaks and shit. Like, yeah. Who else are they going to feed? Because it'll say like chicken byproduct. And it's like, well, he can't have that because it will make him break out. We have to get like 100% beef dog food. And it's hard to find. Or just start feeding him a fucking McDouble every day, bro. (laughs) It'll be fine. Right. But, anyways, uh, so they're living it up in the house and everything. And then out of left field. Well, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. the, the, you're the right, doorbell you're right. rings. Right. Like, what the fuck? It's like the two in the morning. That? Like, who the fuck would show up this late? And it's the former maid. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she's been through fucking hell. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can I ask you a favor? Just sister to sis? Sister to sis. They say that a lot. Like, I guess a woman in Korea, that's like what they, like, as like a woman. Like well, a, when you feel like you're in the same, like, uh, the same class as somebody, you feel closer to them. So she says, sis. But the funny thing is, is, well, we haven't gotten there yet, so I'll let you. So anyways, and she's like trying to appeal to her. And then like the mom's like, what do I do? Like, she won't leave. She just like won't leave. She's like, fuck it. Well, I just let her in for a minute and then, you know, let's go. So she lets her in and she's like, thank you so much. And. You know, I won't forget this and everything. And she goes down into the basement. Mm-hmm. And the basement, they kind of like go down there for a little this, a little that, but it's not like a big part of the movie. But she's down there for a minute. Right. She's like, what the fuck is she doing down there? And then, of course, the rest of the family like peeks around the corner and they're like, go fucking get her. Like, get her the fuck out of here so we can go back to having a good time. <laughs> right. And uh, so she's like, fuck. And the mom's kind of a badass. Like I said, she was like an Olympian and like she's kind of a, like she's like a tougher chick than the dad is like a tougher dude. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, they have that good part. I love that scene where they're drinking and she keeps calling him a fucking loser and like he ain't been shit his whole life. <clears throat> and he does a great line where he's like, I'm tired of this fucking shit. And he just clears the table of everything. <laughs> Grabs her shirt. He's like, then, I'm going to end this right now or something like that. Right. He's like, I'm going to put it into this shit right now. Yeah. And then he looks over at his son and he's like, now that's fucking acting. Like, how'd you like that? You know? Oh, 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 there was a nice touch. Um, whenever he was training or training acting with his son to be the driver, it was funny watching this up and coming because apparently the son is like an up and coming actor. Mm-hmm. And the dad has been, like I said, he's the Robert De Niro of Korea. Right. And he's teaching him how to be an actor. It was a nice little, like, yeah, it was kind of cool. Fun fact. No, 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 I'd say it like this. Yeah, yeah right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, I just love the way, like, I don't know, Koreans move. I love the sound of, of some languages. Some languages sound ugly as shit when people say them, but some languages sound beautiful when people speak them. Right. I think, like, uh, Chinese sounds great, uh, Italian. Well, it's German and Russian are just ugly. No, nah, dude, harsh. I think, like, Arabic is fucked. That sounds like shit, dude. It sounds like they're clearing their throat <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Uh, Spanish is beautiful. Well, it's a love too. language, yeah. Um, French is not. Yeah, French is smooth as shit too. What's the level? You know, I have a thing for like, um, Irish accents. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Irish accents. People, people from Boston, 
Like, no. I, just, I want a best friend that's from Boston. No, I, it makes me want to punch them in the face constantly. I, I want don't know him what to it sound is. just like fucking Ben Affleck. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to look like him or be as cool as him, but just sound like him. <laughs> no, I don't like Boston accents. They drive me crazy. Did you see the socks? They got rocked. Like, no. I want that. Like, no. what's up, Maddie? And his name's got to be like Maddie Those or John. round ass O's just drive me crazy. <laughs> John. Because he's going to be John. It works for Ted, but that's about it. My name's John Mathis. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's what I want. Right. I always wonder. my bucket list. Who fucking, I can't remember what comedian it is, but he's like, what if you did start dating a chick with, like, a very, like, exotic accent? Wouldn't you just get sick of it after a while? Wouldn't it just get old? Like, stop talking like that. Talk normal. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, we, what do you want for lunch? You're like, that shit's cute at first, but it gets old fast. After they just keep mispronouncing the same fucking word over and over, and you just keep reminding them, like, no, baby, it's it's lunch. It's not lunch. It's lunch. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> you slowly start hating this woman. <laughs> and then you have her deported. <laughs> That's awful. If I ever get divorced, bro, I'm straight order and be a bitch out of a out of a website. A Russian, Russian. I, I, you know, I was trying to think of like where I would go. Would I go? Would I go island? You know <laughs> what I mean? Would I go Asian or would I go Eastern European? And like, I'm really torn, dude. Really? <laughs> because like, you know, Spanish women have that ass, dude. But you know, Asian yeah, but they women, also got that kill you attitude. Exactly, they're very fiery, right? But Asian women are so docile, and like they. Just I like I they, almost don't like that though. I know that would get old after a while too. Like, bitch, disagree with me about something. Like, right. fucking yell at me. Like, but uh, you, you need what Tony Soprano had, his like side chick, where she was like docile, but she was also a little fiery. Yeah, when she needed to be. Right. That's what you need. That but like Russian balance. women are fucking hardcore. Dude. I know they could beat me up. I don't want to. I don't want a wife that could They'll beat. They'll marry oh. you, have kids with you, and then fucking murder you in your sleep slowly. I say that right. now, but I did marry a chick that could probably beat me up if she got mad enough. So after I watched Shameless, I was like, oh my god, Russian women are fucking legit. Like they are fucking beasts. Because mm-hmm. she fucked them. Me. Them and German women. I had a German friend. And she was hardcore. It would be really hard. I don't know what it is. I just don't feel comfortable around German people. That's racist. I just feel like you it, feel like they're gonna I you know put like you in a torture sl- chamber. No, I just feel like they're slowly plotting the Fourth Reich. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it, it German just sounds like an evil fucking language. Oh, but they're I mean? like, I mean, I'm only I'm only speaking from my own experience. But they're all, they really are always angry, and I don't know why. I thought you were going to say they really are the original white people, though. <laughs> it's not us. No, no, shut up. That's too funny. <laughs> anyway. Too funny. Anyways, yeah. Um, where was I at? Yeah, so, okay, so they are. So the mom finally goes down to the basement. Right. To find what this lady's doing. And she's got both legs up against the wall and against this, uh, like, juice rack. Where they had all this like extract and like all these fancy shits. She's like, please, please help me. And she's like trying to push this fucking thing. So the mom like just like freaked out. She's like, what the hell is she looking for? Well, she sees a fucking um, grill rack under it. So she pulls it out and the door opens. And uh, she's like, oh, so, so she keeps yelling this name, this name. She's running. running. And uh, the wife's following her. And she's just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because it's like this yeah, yeah, yeah. never-ending underground maze. Type so they built these in Korea for, you know, North Korean attacks. Right. But for some reason, over the... Uh, the previous owner, the, the guy maid, that built it. Right. And the maid 
made it so they didn't know about this so she could keep her husband down there because she it, it turns out that like because she runs down there and she finds her husband and she's feeding him a banana and like they give it him a bottle because like he's so deprived of nutrients he's been down there for weeks it months. is somebody pointed this out that i didn't even think about but like he's literally drinking from an actual like bottle like yeah, a baby bottle like a baby because he, he was so weak from malnutrition Oh, right, but it's a nice little like symbolism. Oh, because like, she was taking care of him. And, yeah. Exactly. Like he's so devoid of social interaction that he's like secluded or not secluded, but um, she's like, suck, like suck, suck. yeah, he's like devolved into a baby. Yeah. And he only knows her and his master. And he doesn't have sunlight interaction. And I guess like she, well, when she was running the show, he would come up. And they would have coffee and discuss things and, you know, and, uh, of course the mom's freaked the fuck out. Like she's freaked the fuck out. And Mm -hmm. she's like, please just, please let him stay here. Like I'll, I'll get the food for him. I'll do everything. Just please let him stay here. Yeah. 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 And she's just like, I want to call the cops. I want to call it. She's going to like play like the, the the mighty hand, you know, cause they're like, we got a good thing here. You're not going to fuck this up, you know? And she's like, y'all feel bad. You feel guilty so I can use this to get you out of here. Right. Yeah, because this is going to fuck up. I mean, I'm not, not going to lie. What I thought originally is I thought she's like, I want to get you two out of here. And then we're going to fucking live here. That's really what I thought they were going to do. They were going to what? They were going to kick them two out. Okay. And then they were going to move in and live down there. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the vibe you get from it. Because, yeah. you know, they had got this far. They're like, shit, if we got here, we got a base operations. Fucking a, just a walk upstairs to get to work. You know, and they had a way that they could get to the road. It's a genius plan, yeah. And uh, and I think that's where she was going with it. Well, then, of course, the kids and the dad are eavesdropping, and they fall down. And she's like, Mr. Kim, what are you doing here? And Jessica and the other boy, she's like, I thought it was well, weird. Well, then uh, the boy's like, Dad, it hurts, or I sprained my dad, ankle or something. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, steady recording. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's like, I wonder why the driver got fired. And then me. Yeah, and she connects all the dots in her head, yeah. So she takes the recording, and then she's got it like a loaded gun. Like her hand on the... The <laughs> husband makes a great comment, because... Well, he's up. like a... It's like a nuclear uh, bomb button. He's like, you're like North Korea. You're Kim Jong-un <laughs> with the hand on the button. And then she starts doing like a North Korean like propaganda. Like, you know, she's like... He's like, you do North Korean reporters so well, you know. And she's rubbing his back and he's like eating fruit, like this nice food that they were eating. He's eating, just mm-hmm. going through, just tearing it up, you know. Right. I love that um, the movie ties in, the movie title ties into that too. Like he's been living off, or they have been, the old maid and Scraps. his wife has been living off this family too. So there's like more than one parasite. Apparently... The director originally wanted to call it Parasites, but it doesn't like, right? it doesn't work as well. So Parasite just kind of like works better, but there are multiple Parasites in this movie. It's like more mysterious. You yeah. Know, like singular, I think. Right. Because you, it does. Because when you say Parasites, like, you're like, oh, I, there's multiple. But when you say Parasite, it's like, which one is it? You know which what I mean? well, What is the Parasite? Right. Is it like a disease? Like, that's what I thought it was especially the first five minutes when they spray the the fumes and they're like oh we gotta close the window and he's like no there's fucking places infested let it happen it's free I'm so glad you bought that up because in the beginning he's like stink bugs mm-hmm. he's like god we're so infested with stink bugs he's like let them spray in here we can get free pest control to get rid of these stink bugs what does the rich dad do to the poor dad in the car 
He talks about it to the mother. Oh, about how he smelled. Exactly. He yeah. stinks. He smelled like poor. Yeah. He said, oh, he goes, you can always tell when somebody rides the subway. And well, yeah. He's like, it's a smell that you can only get, like, you From smell on the subway. In the subway. Yeah. And uh, the mother's like, I haven't rode a subway in years. And the dad just looks so disgusted, like, yeah, you haven't. Well, that's what I'm saying is the connection between, like, this man looks down on this bug because it stinks. This rich man looks down on this poor man because he stinks. It's kind of like a... I didn't pick up on that one, but that is good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I caught that one the second time around, too. Well, I think, like, and that kind of makes the dad, like, self-conscious about his smell through the whole movie. And, like, I guess the little boy picks up on it. He's like, they smell the same. Like, you could tell they, they were around well, each other a lot. Well, I, I don't think the son is trying to be, like, vindictive about it. I think the son no, is just, just like, child. yeah, he's a child. Like, yeah. hey, they smell the same. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? Right. And they just kind of play it off. Like, it never really showed what the sister did because, like, it's literally after, like, 20 minutes, they fool the mom. She's like, uh, Desang, I think his name's Desang or Desong, something like that. No. Desong. Desong. Let's go with Desong. And she's like, uh, she's like, da, 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 and he like bows and then like just gets the fuck out of the room. Like mm-hmm. before, he's like running around, throwing shit, shooting <laughs> arrows, and just wilding <laughs> out. And the mom's like so fascinated, like, look, well, look up, look, he never does that, you know. It always like thought there was gonna be a scene like where they looks like they're doing something really important, and when the mom walks out. She's like, remember, if you say anything, I'm going to punch you in your shit. Like, you know, like she's bribing him. Like she's either going to give him a fucking candy bar. Or like, you know, was, I thought there was a good little bit for a funny part. You know, mm-hmm. but they never did it. I guess it was just she was just that good with kids, you know. <laughs> um, so mom, like they're bribing. They're like, they're like, shit, family, asshole, asshole, asshole. She's pointing them all out. <laughs> And then the guy, they're like, get their hands fucking up. And then the mom, like I said, she used to be like an athlete. She just fucking bulldozes yeah. the fuck out of the couch. Like throws her fucking shoulder out of socket and shit. Mm-hmm. And they drop the phone and it's a massive fucking free for all for the cell phone. Right. Well, because it's like, uh, it's the one thing that can end this whole thing. Yeah, so. whoever ends up on top, you know. <laughs> right. So they, uh, they finally get the, um, Kim family gets the phone. They delete yes. it. They take care of everything. Dad ties them up. Well, then the then the rich mom calls. Says, hey, we're eight minutes out. Yeah. It started raining. And we packed it up. And their house is fucking trashed. Um, Fun fact. What was it called? I can't remember the name of the dish, but she's like, can you make Ramdom? Yeah, That's Ram-dom. what it was, Ramdom. That's a made up dish for this movie. Really? So it was a nice little it looked, symbolism. It looked fantastic. Well, it's ramen. You know, ramen is right. a poor people food, so that's why she asked her to put steak in it to, like, fancy it up. Right, right. I thought it was that a nice little, like, sense. yeah. She's like, there's good beef in there. Just heat that up. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that either. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. It's just I just love the little little details that he puts in this movie that, that elevates it to a new level. I'm sure a second watch would I pick oh, up. Oh, definitely, because I picked up on so much more the second time around. You have it. You can rewatch it again. I, I probably will. I'm off next week. I'll probably definitely do that. Yeah, keep it and watch it. Um, It'll give me a day or two to come up with one for you. <laughs> I want to go gangster, bro, but like I want to, I want to, I like we've had a good string. Like I've got a good string of giving you movies you've liked. So I'd like to keep that going. Yeah, I don't want to just give you a beat. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want to say I want to keep that. I that like what the, the feeling f- where you don't hate it. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, we're on this weird streak where we're giving each other movies we like, and I want to get off this. Well, I know it's called War with Cinema, but like, I feel like even when we agree on movies, like, there's still things different that we like about them. You know, and mm-hmm. then like there's certain things that you may like about it that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, there's uh there's been times where you like point out things about a movie that I'm like, holy shit, I never thought about. And I'm sure, you know, that goes both ways. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. So I mean it's still it's still a discuss I feel like it's more of a discussion, but discussion with cinema didn't sound anywhere as cool. <laughs> like war is just like yeah. Like, and there are episodes where you I try to spin a positive thing on it, like you know, one like find something in every shit movie. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of funny or that was cool or whatever. But uh, I mean, there's definitely been episodes where it's war with cinema. Yeah, like, I, I do like watching good movies. I don't want to. That's the thing I never wanted to be is like when I have to watch a movie and I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to like, you know, what I mean? like I just don't want to <laughs> fucking watch this. I think it more so stems from I like underground indie art house films and you like you stay towards more like blockbuster films. So it gives us like a contrast of like films to talk about. Right. So you do sometimes you do like my R House films and sometimes I do like your blockbuster films. And I think sometimes I find like a lower like a lower budget action movie or something that you didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And that you like or like a different niche like you didn't really know anything about British gangster movies until I put you on like that. I mean, besides outside of Snatch, not really. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you liked Rock and Roller and you loved The Gentleman. Yeah, I and did. That's two movies you didn't, you know, you didn't really. That's true. With. I actually am really glad you got me on Rock and Roller because I would not have watched that outside of you. I bought another fucking copy of it, so if you want it, I got it. I think I got my copy. I think I have. You a copy. gave me your copy back when when you gave me my movies back, and then I gave it to somebody else thinking that you still had the copy. Oh right. So, but I do have two copies again, so I'll give. Oh, you Yes, one. please give me my copy back. I'll give you your copy back. <laughs> um, and I got it for fifty cents, so I was like, that's a fucking win. Uh, I get that movie all the time for Fifty Cent. It makes no do you sense. really just you just have like a shelf full of like rock and roller? I did at one point. I had like four <laughs> copies of it. Really? <laughs> right now, I have like three copies of Three Hundred, just like some of the I, ones that Stevo gave me. I only have a two copies of Predator, which I just found out my wife has not seen. Wow, she has not seen Predator. You married her, huh? And I know what we're doing this weekend. Even my wife's seen Predator, bro. Right. I was explaining it to her. She's like, yeah, I definitely have not seen Predator. I'm like, well, how have you gone your whole Stick life? Stick around. Yeah, right. Get to the job. <laughs> Ain't got time to bleed. Right. Fucking great movie. It's dude. one of the best action or sci-fi. Mick, I can hear Mick fucking cheering from his house right now. <laughs> he loves Predator. We talk about Predator every time we talk. Like uh, we Predator talk is amazing. It is. It is. Like, it's it goes hand in hand for me, personally. Right. With Demolition Man. Like, I don't know which one I like better, but they're like neck uh, and neck. I like Predator better. Well, yeah, I'm sure. That's why I was saying it's a very, like, personal niche Demolition Man is not even my favorite Stallone movie. Ah, fuck you. It's my. It's one of my favorite tough guy movies from the 80s. Oh, it's definitely up there. I fucking love Demolition Man. You know what? People bag on me all the time, bro, but one of my favorite Stallone movies is fucking Judge Dredd, bro. I love it. I'm <sighs> sorry. It's so shitty, but I love it. I haven't seen it. I watched the, like preview of it i watched the trailer i kind of got some snippets of it and it doesn't look good nick i'm gonna be honest with you dude i'm gonna tell you fucking rob schneider is gold in that movie sandy bullock oh no that's demolition man i was gonna say yeah ashley judd ashley judd's fucking banging sexy in this movie i mean i might as well just watch the 2012 one 
so good. No, no, no. That one's a fantastic movie. This yeah. one is like funny good, like a like a silly funny. Yeah, but you liked Thunder Force, so I don't trust your opinion on comedies like ever again. Dude, I fucking love fucking Thunder Force. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you said. <laughs> and shit, Melissa McCarthy is like the funniest physical comedian. Before this podcast gets like shut down officially, I want to move on to fucking Parasite by you saying that dumb shit. Fair enough. Um, so we are getting to the brink of this movie. And so, let me tell y'all, man, like y'all are gonna think like, oh, this is a pretty normal, like, you know, one of those movies, like last ten minutes fucking spin me on my neck, dude. <laughs> it fucked me up. We'll get to it because there's a lot of like little things that right, I wanna right, right. I wanna touch on. So the the family's coming home, she makes the Rondon. The husband, the poor husband, um, ties up the husband that's been living in the basement. And he goes down there with him. Right. And they hit the wife. Well, the wife is about to come out and the lady making the Rom Dom kicks her down the stairs and she gets a concussion falling down the stairs. So she eventually dies. And her husband. Right. So her husband is down there just like freaking out because his wife just died. He's tied up like he's losing his fucking shit. Well, she's uh, she's um, what you call it? She's literally like remember this name and she's telling the mom's name oh right 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 and over and over again you know? yeah exactly so the crazy thing with the husband though is he's been in this fucking basement for so long and he loves the dad because he he worship he literally worships the yeah, dad like a god like he's got all these magazine clippings and like family photos that they had like thrown away or whatever and they like he had like a like a little mural for him i i had feelings about this um so Let's say somebody gives you a job, right? And they've been supporting you like, all. well, the husband doesn't know that he's been supporting him, but this person has been supporting you all your life. I, I admired him almost for looking up to him, for giving him this opportunity to survive as a human. I don't know. I found it. There was something endearing about it. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way. Like this motherfucker was just so grateful to like have somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. And just to have like basic things that we take for granted every day. Exactly. Like, and he was like, even the uh, uh, said, Mr. Kim even said, back. dude, that was the coolest thing. And he's fucking because he's tied up. <laughs> he's fucking headbutting the light because he's doing Morse code mm-hmm. to try to like tell the son stuff. And, you know, he's just, it's just like his way of telling the dad he's fucking. Well, no, no, no. So the the guy that's been living in the basement has been turning on the lights for the rich dad. Uh, like because yeah. it makes it seem like they're motion lights mm-hmm. but he also does morse code thanking him for giving him this life for you know for everything that he has thank you for everything he says that he's like and i spell out every word you know, or some shit right it's like his that. like routine right so whenever so they do this every day yeah so whenever they tie him up he does his morse code thing but he's doing it like at extreme level that it's like making him bleed from his forehead and bleed right. blood all over his face so that's where that comes from yeah 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 um, but yeah, I just love I love that part though when he's like, Mr. Park, respect <laughs> like that was cool shit. <laughs> it's like one of seven words you hear in English in this movie. Right. But uh but yeah, anyway, so eventually the family gets out. Well, the three that have to because the mom has a room there. Because she was a live in mm-hmm. nanny, the other one. Well, they're trying to get out, but they come home, so they have to hide under the the table. Yeah, and then, and there's a lot of little things that happen right. here that I found super interesting. The little kid, like I said, he loves being an Indian. He loves Indians and stuff. He takes it. Uh, he's got a pop up teepee mm-hmm. that you know. And that she's uh, always about flexing the money. I noticed that with the mom. She's like, she's 
always say like that is like so and so nobody has that and I bought this from America and this person's been to America. Right. Yeah, she says that about the TV. He's like, won't it leak? She's like, no, I bought it from America. Right. Which our shit sucks. Yeah, but it's funny that they think that we have the best of everything, which I mean we do have the best of a lot of stuff. But yeah, but well back in the day we did <laughs> back in the day we did produce very like quality things, but that sentiment has carried over in their generations. Right, because now we outsource everything to those countries. Exactly. Which is just irony. Yeah, this really is, dude. I just thought about that. That was crazy. I wonder if that's what he... I mean, it had to be something he was aiming for in there, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. Not the, if I ever see him, I'll have to ask him. Ask him, yeah, if you ever run into... <laughs> so, I feel yeah. so bad because I couldn't remember his fucking name because it's three names that I... You know what I mean? Like, that guy! You're the guy! Mr. Parasite. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy that made Parasite? Oh, my God. I love you, man. So the kid does a pop-up tent and it's like storming outside the parents. The dad buys them a bunch of shit. I love that scene with uh, the dad and Mr. Park in the car. And he's just like, I can tell you're wise. You know what I mean? He's like, every time he like tries to turn and like talk to him on like a human being level, like you almost think that the rich guy's like trying to be a friend to him Mm -hmm. instead of just like a a employee employer relationship. He's like, turn around and face the road. Like, don't talk to me peasant drive you know like, yeah and then that's that when was he, more of a safety thing well yeah because he almost gets killed by the fucking truck yeah. by the way i almost got into an accident in lexus today and i was fucking pissed about it i would have pulled over and shot their car up like, right honestly. i was coming back from my grandparents that live like an hour away right. somebody pulls out in front of me and then slams on their brakes i was two inches from slamming into the back of their car and I was thinking about it, like, what if I would have hit their car? Do I just fight them? Like, is that what you do when you own a Lexus? You just fight people that make no, you wreck your car? That's what I said. You keep car? a 17-22 revolver <laughs> with one shot in it. God, my heart was, like, pounding just and because. When the, and when the man driving the car gets out, you fucking take two paces <laughs> and blow his fucking chest out. And then I explained that to the cops. Like, you don't understand. Like, look at my car. <laughs> the wife's going to be so confused. She's like, my husband, why does he have a musket? <laughs> What was going on? And you're going to be like, you know, and then the cops get there and then you explain like, you get my fucking Lexus is rules of war. <laughs> These are the unspoken rules yeah. of the road. Dude, they didn't explain all this to you when you got your <laughs> Lexus keys, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like you missed orientation. And then I was looking at the person in the fucking rear view. I'm like, please don't hit me from behind. I'm trying not to hit from the front. Like it was a big ordeal. Nothing happened. The Lexus is good. But anyway, I just have to say. My child, I my just child, start crying immediately. <laughs> this is the car is the only thing I love. Kendra's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's too funny. Anyways, uh, so the mom, dad, or the, the dad, daughter, and son make it out. And no, like, there's a there's a part oh, yeah, in here yeah, I want to yeah, talk yeah. about, and you keep trying to skip right, over right, it. Right, my bad. So they're hiding under the coffee room table. The boy goes out in the rain. And the, the dad bought him walkie talkies. Right. And the mom and the dad are sitting there. He's like, just sleep here. We can keep an eye on him. But there's like little things that they do that's pretty interesting because they start fooling around, you know, touching each other, having sexual experience. No, because before that, that's fucking... when he talks about the smell. Right, right, right. And that and the dad hears it. He's like, it's just some smell that you just like it, people from the subway. You know, like, you know, pretty much just saying like oh, they're poor. They smell like poor. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah. but then they start role playing. He's like, "Are you wearing those panties? Those dirty panties? Those 
poor people those cheap panties that's what he says because that gets my dick so hard and she's like are you gonna buy me drugs are you gonna are you gonna buy me some drugs and he's like suck on this and they're role-playing as being poor which i thought was a seriously like interesting take on it because these rich people fantasize about being poor the right. poor people, I'm sure, fantasize about being rich, and I don't know. It's a. It's, it's I can promise you, if I was fucking rich, I wouldn't pretend to be poor. <laughs> well, it's because you've already been there. I feel like this guy has like always been rich. He yeah. doesn't know what poverty feels like. Well, I'm pretty sure whatever. I think it's advertising or something because he's on like a magazine cover, a couple magazine covers. In the I house think he's and... like the Tony Stark of Korea. Something like that's the vibe I got. Yeah, like yeah, Bruce yeah. Wayne. Like this is Korean Bruce Wayne. <laughs> right. And when they went underground, I said, "If this is Korean Batman, I'm gonna fucking high five Greg when I see him." That's the initial <laughs> thought I got. Could you imagine, dude? I would have been like, bro, honestly, on greatest fucking reveal ever, dude. Right. My hat's off, Korean I Batman. My, I took my hat off to you. Does it make sense? Absolutely fucking not. But it's genius. <laughs> I can't wait to the next one. But <laughs> like, I just I just wanted to touch on that, how they role no, play yeah, as being yeah, no, poor. No, I really wanted to talk about that, too. I'm glad you caught me. Um, so they do. They get out, but they go in the pouring rain, running back home. But the rain has, like, flooded their house. Like, they almost lose their livelihood because of the rain. Because something between that and the sewage, like, the sewers back Well, because everything runs right. downhill. And shit does run down. A lot of met, like I said, a lot of metaphor. I thought it was probably one of the best scenes of the movie. Is the sister gets a pack of smokes down from the from the roof, right? And sits down on this toilet and lights up this fucking cigarette. And there is shit water literally exploding underneath. She's having to sit on the toilet seat mm-hmm. to keep it from fucking spewing everywhere. Yeah. And she's just taking the cigarette. She hits the cigarette like it's the most important cigarette she's ever had in her life. Yeah. It made me want one. <laughs> uh and like I said, as she's just sitting there and like that's all she's focusing on is the cigarette. And you just see that shit spewing out of the sides. And it's so like strong that it's lifting her body up <laughs> a little bit. Not like completely off. Oh, right, right, right. But I just remember thinking, like, fuck, that's a great scene. I love the metaphor of the toilet being elevated. Yeah. Like, they literally live below the shitter. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that metaphor that I'm like, God, that's genius. They have to rise to the occasion to take a shit. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that. Um, So, they call the next day. They're in a fucking uh, survive. I don't know what it is. A gymnasium where a lot of people are staying because all yeah. their houses got fucked. It's like rain. a community center or something. Right, so then the mom calls. She's like, hey, we're going to have a birthday party for my son. You know, let's all get together kind so of thing. Little by little, they all get the call because they all work for him. Right. And the daughter and the son, by this point, are involved. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what was crazy is that the director brought it up, too, because I kind of got this vibe, too. Every time something would go wrong or every time the, the son would have, like, like a like a problem he'd have to figure out, he'd be like, you know what's crazy? It's like, what would men do? Like they keep coming, he like he keeps coming back to men because he wants to be like men. Mm-hmm. He sees how his parents look at men, and he wants to be that for them. And the director brings it up that like, even some of the things he says, he says just like men did. Like I'm gonna ask her out when she goes to university, and he says the same thing to his dad. Like, and then they're like, these would be your in laws' house. You know, they're, like, super excited for him. Like, they really, like, that's the best thing they could ever want for their son. Like, marry a fucking rich person Mm -hmm. so we could all be taken care of, too. And, um, but anyways, so, uh, they all get invited back to the house. And, 
by this time they keep trying to get down to check on the people because they know the lady's hurt and they know the you know they left the old boy tied up right but this is like near the last 10 minutes of the movie your favorite part so i was gonna let you yeah this is probably like if there's if the, the last 10 is where it just fucking goes off crazy not even off the rails, just fucking like blew the whole thing up. Like, yeah, fucking TNT and dynamite, you know? <laughs> uh, we're probably about 15 left, 16 left right around yeah. here. They keep trying to get down there. They can't get down there. And the son is like having a fucking nervous breakdown. Like, the, all this has just killed him, like, emotionally and mentally. Because he loves this girl, and, and now he feels bad for what they've done to these people. Because they literally went from nothing to having all this great success and luck. And they think this rock did it all for them, like, at the end of the day. Because there's a great scene when they're still at their at the house before they all get their jobs. The mom is scrubbing the shit out of the rock with, like, a, yeah, with like a toothbrush. Like, they're taking care of it like it's a fucking pet. Like, it's not going to have luck if we don't wash this thing up, you know? Well, there's also a scene in the gymnasium after the rain where they've, like, lost their houses. He's holding on to it. He's like, it, like. It's, it's hugging me. Like, it won't let go of me. Yeah, he's like, it won't let go of me. It's like a part of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's a nice little metaphor that can be like deciphered however you want to do it. But I always looked at it as his poor. He can't get rid of his like poorness. It's I, like I, a superstition. Like, yeah. It's like the lotto. Yeah. Like he sells you on that dream that like everything's going to be fine. Like it's all going to work out like this. You know what I'm saying? This lotto ticket is going to change my life. Like I just have to hold on to it. You know, whatever. I don't know. Well, more so yeah. I was thinking like, I don't know how to not be poor. And that's kind of like the rock is the metaphor for his poor, mm. you know, and there's a scene later on in the movie near the end of the movie where he does like put the rock into a lake or a river. It's like him letting go of who he thinks he is. Right. I don't know. I just. I no, just, that's good. I, that's good. I, I like that too. Like he can finally move past what he thinks he is and it can just be what he wants to be, I guess. I don't know. It was my little idea. That's pretty good. I like that. So, so anyways, uh, so the dad, the husband, the son goes to check on him because he feels mm-hmm. terrible. Right. Well, he ends up dropping the rock mm-hmm. and it goes crashing down all the stairs like anybody not dead for 10 years would have heard it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he goes down there and he sees the wife laying there. Sees the blood, and he's like, oh, my God, I've come to help you, and this and that. I'm so sorry. And you see this little ring and this little, like, uh, I guess it was, like, a leash for the dog. It's some kind of, like, yeah, maybe. That might be their leashes for dogs. I don't know. Anyways, it's got a hook on the end, or it's, like, it's a metal loop, like a. It's almost like a zip tie. Yeah, but, like, there's a thing for them. Like, dog catchers use them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna st- Anyways, so he puts this around his head and he starts dragging this fucking kid and he's getting ready to kill him because you killed my fucking wife. Like, y'all ruined my life. Y'all killed my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, the son somehow gets away and... Um, well, almost well, gets away. Yeah, almost gets away. Uh, he fucks up because he gets all the way to the top of the stairs and dude gets a hold of that thing and pulls him down to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he picks up that fucking rock because he chases him all the way with this fucking rock. And he, you hear it, right? And you're like, God, that sounded brutal. And then you see him pick the rock back up and do it. And it shows him hitting this. Well, I'm assuming it's CGI or like a dog. Yeah, yeah. It was fucked. <laughs> you hear this kid's fucking cold crack like a walnut again. And he's just got this fucking fucked up look on his face, you know. And uh, 
husband's walking through the kitchen and he starts just grabbing fucking food because like I said he's a fucking savage poor guy's lost all of his humanity you know he's been a fucking golem living under the fucking house that's a good metaphor yeah he has a golem and uh <laughs> the- grabs a butcher knife goes out there and he's really wanting to kill the wife because yeah the because wife that's the name that wife. right yeah, and she kept saying over and over again and like we don't know where this guy's mental capacity because you think like at first it was like with the bottle and that I'm trying to think like if maybe like that's what you were trying to say like he's become feral you know he's living like a rat almost yeah but you know he has dialogue where he shows like you know that he's still has some you know intelligence and knows what's going on but at this point, like you said, he's been beating his fucking head into that thing. Well, super interesting is like nobody reacts right away. And I thought that was like strange that nobody reacts to this guy. But apparently the way his blood is on his face is like war paint mm. that Indians would wear. Mm. So people thought it was part of their like act. Oh, wow. I That's why nobody was like freaking out at first until he runs up and stabs, stabs the dog. Shit out of her. Yeah. Boiler. Anyways, uh. Yeah, so he's going through, he's eating the food, he gets that butcher knife, and then he stabs the living shit at old girl. Mm-hmm. What I thought was just so crazy, because his face is, like you said, it's so bloodied. And think about that, man. That you beating your fucking head just hoping that a little kid can decipher Morse code at six years old. Because <laughs> that's the only sliver of hope you have of saving your wife. Yeah. Who you, you're tied up, you can't do anything to help. You can't, you can do, you have to literally sit there. All you could do is this one simple fucking thing. And I believe it. Like, you know, if I was that guy, like I truly fell for that man. Mm-hmm. So he goes out there and he stabs a fucking poor girl. Well, you think, you know, like I said, that's what I said. So great about this movie. You start off rooting and loving this family. And then at the end, it's not that you're like, all oh, glad he killed her. But like, you're just like, she fucking earned it. They yeah. all did. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. It's like you dug this hole. Now lie in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was kind of weird. Like he showed aggression towards everybody, but the dad, like he almost felt like the dad wasn't worth it. Like he was a piece of shit too. Like you're like, you're a fucking parasite like me. Mm-hmm. You don't even deserve to get fucking killed. Like you were just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was saving him for last. I don't fucking know. <laughs> or I think they kind of bonded when they were down there together and he was tying him up and he was like, you do this every night. You know, like I think he kind of oh, right. bonded true, with yeah. him a little bit and maybe he was just like, that wasn't the main target. He really wanted the wife because that's yeah, it's super interesting how the uh, the the basement family realizes they're on the same level as the Kim family. Oh, they're the literally Kim- it's like because the dad because the husband's like we remember the chicken place and remember the 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 cake. And they literally had the same exact lives. Yeah, but the Kim family thinks they're like above. Them right. somehow because they but took their spot, right? So they think they're better than them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a super interesting because it's two classes that are on the same level that are like going at each other. It's not rich versus poor. This is poor versus poor. And that I thought was probably one of the best metaphors of the whole fucking movie was the fact that like it 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 doesn't matter where you live in this world, bro. <laughs> if you've had nothing your whole life and then you're giving a shit ton of something. How do you expect those people not to lose their fucking minds? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, they always talk about athletes like, you know, you work so hard to go pro and then they get millions of dollars and then they go to fucking prison. Well, like when you've had nothing your whole life and then now you have millions of dollars and nobody's going to tell you no about shit. No, nope. I could see. I mean, obviously, we all are adults and you have decisions to make. Like you can't blame everything on people or whatever, but. I could definitely see how somebody could go down that fucking path and just be like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm going to throw my fucking life away just <laughs> doing this. And 
the thought of somebody taking it from you. Like you take somebody that's had nothing and then they get a lot and then you're like, oh, no, I need it back. What? <laughs> you think you're going to get this out of my fucking cold, dead hands? Maybe. Yeah, right. And that's the vibe I got off this family is like that little bit of taste of the good life. They were not they were willing to do it because the dad, I think he knew he fucking killed that woman or like he knew that woman was going to die if he left her there. Yeah. And he still did. Right. So anyways, dude runs out, stabs the daughter, already killed the son. Or so you think. Mm-hmm. And so the dad the yelling the mis- mom's name. He stabbed her once and he's holding her with the knife to her neck, yelling at the mom. And the mom comes out like a badass. She's like, uh, she's got a knife, I think, herself or a, a shish kebab. A shish kebab, yeah. And they start tussling and the mom, I think, gets cut. No, first she has a tomahawk. And but, she throws at him, yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, the dad, uh, Mr. Kim, runs up to care for his daughter because it's a little important. And the daughter, like, knows she's a goner. She's like, Ted, stop pressing on it. It makes it hurt more. Like, she knows she's fucking bleeding out, which I thought was super sad, too. She, I liked her the most at all four of them. Her and the son, I thought, like, were the most redeemable of the four, obviously, because the mom and dads are, had obviously been fucking living this way for so long that they, they were the actual parasites. I more so felt for the son more than any of them. I felt the daughter was still a little bit of a con artist, but the son was like, but I thought she, at the end of the day, I thought her and her brother had each other's back. Like, they wanted each other. Because that was the first person he got on. Wasn't his dad. Wasn't his mom. Yeah, it was, it was his sister. sister, yeah. You know, and I, I just, I liked it. I, I felt had, like there was, was, like, harmless until the parents got involved. And then it turned right, to very, right. like, vicious. And that's what I'm saying, that they were raised. And that's how they were done. Like, you find the angle and then we're all going to eat. Right. Because that's what we do. We take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Oh, man, I just, there was so much of this movie that I, I loved, like, and I, and I, uh... Well, the one important part before we finish, or before we, like, start talking about it is, so the the, the rich dad is asking him to, like, come on, what are you doing? Let's go. Because oh, yeah, he doesn't because... realize they're the daughter. They're all related. Right. He's like, what are you doing? Let's get the fuck out of here. All the shit. Oh, no, that's what it is. And the mom and him end up getting into it in the mm-hmm. ground, and she takes that shish kebab and fucking runs it through him. Yeah. And he's laying there and he's like, no, just now finally notices that the dad that he worshipped is out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mr. Park, respect. Well, like, before that, he like he asked him to throw her the keys and then he oh, lands on the keys. Yeah. And that's why. That's true. You know, Mr. Park is trying to is acknowledging him at, he, at all because he's laying on his keys. <laughs> I was so fucked up. You think he's about to pull like the fucking shish kebab? He's like, you know me? Which I thought was not like uh, the whole situation is not, but that part I thought was funny. Like, mm-hmm. you know me? Yeah. Like, all this craziness, you were like that big of a narcissist to be like, oh, you recognize me? Right. Strange, bloody, stabbed man in my yard who I've never met before. You know me? <laughs> so he uses the shish kebab to like lean him up so he can get the so keys, but he also. his Mercedes. And then the smell. Yeah. The poor smell. Because the poor bastard has been living in your fucking under your house for fucking four years, I think is what she said. They've, they've been living there four years, but she's been living there before then, so it's right. four years plus. Well, no, he, she didn't move him in until the architect left. Oh, okay. Because she was like, he never he was so ashamed because he never told the people that moved in here. Oh, right, So yeah. I took advantage of it and moved him and me down here. Yeah, so four years. Right. And, uh, yeah, so because, I mean, I can, uh, it, it showed a toilet, but it never showed a shower, so I'm assuming this dude probably smelled like asshole, like, <laughs> like a stank asshole. Right. right. So Mr. Park like covers his nose like, oh, my it's God, worse I can't than steal any, the smell. Yeah. And like the night before, he had just talked about like smelling like poor, like you're like you fucking peasant. You smell like shit. Mm-hmm. Bathe. 
and Mr. Kim sees this and just like snaps. Takes the fucking knife out of his daughter and stabs this fucking dude in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. Fucking beautiful, man. I mean, obviously, like I said, crazy shit. Tragedy. Beautiful tragedy. But just the way it was shot and yeah. the symbolism and the just like, you know, eye for a fucking eye. You know what I mean? You kill right. my child, I'm fuck kill you. Um, so the dad, they're looking for the dad because obviously the dad's a fucking murderer, you know? The mom kind of has her, she still has her cover because she's still the maid and all that good shit. <laughs> of course, none of the cops, they find the place, they find all this, they find all that. They're like, what the fuck? You know, like, can't believe all this shit was going on. Nobody knows what's going on. The son, turns out, is not dead. He's in a fucking coma. Mm-hmm. Comes out and he, from having brain surgery he can't stop laughing he's like korean joker holy shit dude this is an origin story for korean batman bro i just put this together you sneaky bastard you dude oh it doesn't took you long enough to figure it out gosh you're like fucking finally bro like you didn't pick up on korean scarecrow halfway through (laughs) anyways uh but yeah he has a neurological disorder where he can't stop laughing no matter what, because he, he goes to his daughter, that was or fun. not his daughter, his sister. His sister, yeah, that was fucked up. And seeing her, he's like, I finally got to see her face, and I still couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like rest in peace, and you know, shows her memorial and all that. And the mom's just fucking crying hysterically, and so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked. It's really fucked up, right? Um, so the dad. Being down. You think the dad, like, nobody can find the dad. Nobody can find the dad. You well, don't know son, what happens to him. The son finally figures it out. Like, well, he keeps no, that's what it was. He keeps <clears throat> checking up on the, the girl because yeah. he loves the girl and everything. So, and uh, he's just said, like, I feel guilty sometimes, you know. I, you should fucking feel guilty. But, like, he's watching him and he notices the light flicker. And he remembers the, the husband telling his dad about it. And so he figures out that that's his dad down there. Yep. Because his dad writes out a whole letter. In Morse code with the light. So the kid deciphers it and reads the whole letter. And then the kid comes up with this like fantasy where he's like, I'm going to earn enough money to buy you that house. You don't know it's a fantasy. And that's what I thought was the, oh, yeah. the most beautiful and sad thing about it. It right. was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to become a successful. Yeah. The way he shoots it, it, it makes you think he's success. The kid was successful. I'm going to make a shit ton of money and I'm going to buy this house. Mm-hmm. He's like, just walk up the stairs and you say know. hello to me and right. they hug. And it's so beautiful. And the mom's crying. Right. And you think it's going to roll credits, <sighs> but it doesn't. And then it literally pans out and he's still in the same basement that it started. And he's got like tear coming down his face. Yeah. And it just shows that like, it's all in his fucking head. Right. And then it ends. Mm-hmm. And I would literally sat there like, what the fuck? That was amazing. Like, where'd this movie come from? Right. I was pissed off that nobody told me how great this movie was before I watched it. Like, I'm, I'm glad it goes hand in hand with uh, 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 City of God because I feel City really of God did. is the it same really, thing. It really did. It's just the Brazilian version. <laughs> right. I, they're just two great films that... And there was no Korean Batman in that and I still liked it. You know I mean? <laughs> Brazilian Batman. Yeah. Brazilian Joker for sure. <laughs> he was more of a punisher. Like yeah. a like a yeah. yeah, I'd say Lil Z is more of like a, a Brazilian kingpin and you know, like uh Ned is a yeah. Ned's Ned's like Daredevil. Like Brazilian Daredevil. That's true with his camera. But yeah. Yeah. Or Rocket. Oh no, yeah. Well fuck he's Jimmy Olsen. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Peter Parker. 
There you go. Oh, fucking Peter Parker. Dude. Well, I mean, that's Marvel, but hey. Hey, dude, but Daredevil and Spider-Man have a lot of crossovers. Yeah. That's some great books. But anyways. So you like this movie? I love, I love this fucking movie, dude. I'm glad. I think it's the first time, other than it's like Sasquatch Gang or something, that I like just straight up, yeah, I loved it. Well, ha- Harsh Times. Oh, yeah, I loved Harsh Times, too. Well, I'm glad you liked it, because I wasn't sure if you would like it or not, but I'm glad it worked out. So what do you recommend? Give it a fucking 9-2, bro. A 9? I'm yeah. fucking 9-2, dude. Yeah, I feel I this is on the same level as City as a City of God. Like it is a masterpiece, masterfully done. It is should be studied and you know it probably picked will. Apart. It will be. Yeah, for sure. It's like yeah. if I was in film school or if I was like a professor, this I'd make them watch a movie like this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, y'all want to fucking be something? You want to not just be some asshole paying me fucking thirty grand a year to watch this shit? Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure college is way more, but. Well, that one class is probably 30000 a year. All right. Yeah. Well, I was, I was figuring ballpark. But anyways, uh, yeah, you could be this fucking guy. Yeah. But yeah, I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. It's it's a masterfully done film. Fuck it. And I'm excited to talk about his other films. Uh, we, I guess this is the first time in the last couple of episodes we haven't had a like a little movie to like a mini review. No, nah, I haven't watched anything recently. Which I'm fine with because this one was so big. And like, well, look I mean, at how long we've been talking. I knew this was going to be a long one. Yeah, uh, this is probably the longest we talked about a movie, but. Like it like stayed pretty much. I mean, we, we veered off a little bit, but not near as much as we usually do. Yeah. Um, but most of the movies, well, I know the movies I fucking pick, the plots aren't so intricate and like I said, so <laughs> leveled. That, They're not so thought provoking. It's more right. so like, hey, they did a good job with that explosion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they like, hey, bear, thanks for spoon feeding me this. Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed it, man. I don't know. I was so surprised. And that to me is like the gold rush, like when you don't expect to like it and you fucking love it. Man. Yeah. Like, I, I was the same way about City of God. I was like, God, he's making me watch this fucking foreign gangster film. By the end of it, I was like, I fucking love this film. Like, it's great. I love it. Like, I wish I could watch it again. I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it sometimes, so if I find another one, I'll get it for you. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It, I wouldn't mind having it in the collection. You get your ass up on a Sunday and go with me, bro. You probably get so much cool shit, like just the movies. You'd love it. Probably. If all yeah. you did was look at movies, bro. Yeah, but I don't it. get up till noon, so. Yeah, well, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I mean, you could go. It's just like gonna be shit out there, right? There's one person packing up, and I'm like, yeah. "Can I see what you got?" He's like, "Guess." <laughs> I don't have any movies. <laughs> <laughs> I got this lamb. Made out of bats. <laughs> that lady's still out there, too. Is dude. She, she's still she's selling weird shit, too. She's my hero. It's still bat stuff. She has like one. I think the, the crazy thing is people are buying it, bro. I want one. I know you do, but like, it's crazy, <laughs> bro. She gets her bats imported, which is fucking weird. They're dude. dead imported bats, and then she makes art out of them. I want to hang one on my wall. Don't say it like that's a normal thing. Like people <laughs> just do. Like, <laughs> Oh, you don't fucking do dead bat art? Like, what? <laughs> Should have got the Batman one. It was so perfect. It was, but it was so fucking creepy. I could never have had it in my house. Bro. Yeah, that's true. Dude, you were so close. Like, I had to talk you out of buying it. I literally had the money in my hand about to buy it. But... I was like, bro, I know you and I know your old lady. I like, she will fucking kill you if you bring that home. Right. She's like, you ain't bringing that shit here. That's like, <laughs> you don't know, it could have some fucking cave voodoo on it or something dude it's cursed bat yeah you have no idea you have no fucking idea this bat terrorized our village and we cursed it and sent it to this woman and whoever owns it will be cursed for the rest of their life and this motherfucker just takes your soul and you just have this fucking shadow bat that just takes over it's you like the babadook but yeah. in bo- exactly exactly <laughs> with a fucking bat dude 
Yeah, you laugh now. It saved your life. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, bro. Anytime. From the fucking Babadook bat. <laughs> the Babadook bat. That's fucking gold. <sighs> that's right up there with Powder Gang. Oh, my God. That's a great. I lost great my label. shit when I rewatched fucking um, that episode. Dark. Dark City. City. Dark yeah. City. And you were like, Powder White powder gang, it's powder gang, man, powder gang. I lost because you said it like five or six times. You're like, is that what you're calling them? Like, <laughs> I was like, that's not what they're called, because that's what they all looked like powders, man. They all look like powders. And you weren't wrong. I didn't even think about that until we did that episode. That's like, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this. I was like, powder gang. I did. People know what powder is. Like, has anybody really seen that movie? That's. I mean, people our age have. I, that's what I'm saying. Anybody under like 30 probably has not seen Powder. I saw a TikTok a while ago that said that it's like, you're old if you know what this movie is. Yeah. And it shows him walking down the aisle and all the locks and shit. I'm like, oh my God, I remember this trailer. <laughs> like, because my dad watched it obsessively. I don't know why he watched this all the time. My dad liked it too. That's the only reason I saw it because I didn't see it in theaters. My dad, I think, in the, it, he either it, rented it a lot or something. Like, you know we had it? this movie at the house. It was White Guilt. Is that what it was? <laughs> See, we got it hard too. They just don't know about our struggle. <laughs> you had to look like a literal ghost, but yeah, we got it bad too. I mean, there were some great mess. It's not a bad movie. No, uh, it, it's just a sad know, fucking movie. Super fucking sad, bro. It's just literally this guy being picked on all the whole movie. It's um, and it has all these amazing powers. Yeah, his mom was struck by lightning with him, was pregnant with him. Yeah, but I saw it when I was so young, so I don't really remember the pot. I know his mom got struck by lightning when she was she pregnant died, with him. He lived and then but, he had powers. Yeah, because things like attract to him. He's almost hey, like a magnet. Yeah, he's like electricity going flowing through him. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because he can make you feel like he can touch something that's hurting and then touch something that's not. And you can feel that he can make you feel that. Oh, right. I completely they forgot shoot about that, that fucking deer mm-hmm. and, he, and he grabs that dude's hand and he's like, how do you feel? How do you like it? It's like a very powerful scene. And the dude's right. like, what the fuck are you doing to me? And he's like freaking out. And he's like, she's dying. And like, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah. I remember I'm like nine years old. That's why I still remember it. Like it scared the shit out of me. Same. Yeah. And, uh, but I was like, see, see, like, what do I see? Thanks, dude. I can <laughs> fucking sleep now. Like, it's going to be real great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's such a weird movie, bro. It is a really weird movie, and nobody talks about it. Really don't. Like, I don't hear about Powder. I just remember it because I saw it so much as a kid. Like, thinking back on it now, like, it kind of reminds me, it's kind of like a modern-day Frankenstein type of deal. Kind of. I just thought it was a modern-day, like, racist white guilt. Mm. Not because, like, everybody else was white, too. They just weren't pale white. Yeah, but they were picking on a whiter guy, not a black guy. (laughs) And then the, I get what I got out of it is they were only making fun of him because he was different. Well, yeah, that's what I. And thought. then he like started getting telekinesis <laughs> and fucking shit up. And, and then he disappeared in lightning, didn't he? By the end, yeah, that's what he happens. just disappears in lightning. Well, you don't know. They kind of leave it to like you don't know if he died or if he just like became human lightning. Who was the actor? Oh, dude, I forget his name. Did he do other things? I think so. I don't know why we're like mini reviewing powder. <laughs> we really are, bro. <laughs> I just said we weren't doing a mini review. We're mini reviewing. Let's wrap this shit up, dude. Next week. Uh, fuck. Did you pick? Nah, I got, you I haven't picked. On. Well, it'll be a surprise on the next episode. Yep. Or I'll put it on Instagram, one or the other. Surprise episode. <laughs> surprise episode, y'all. All right, next time. Later. Later. <laughs>